This is 15 Minutes of Freedom. I'm your host, Ryan Adele, and today's episode is Time is Not on Your Side. Today's episode, my goal is to shift your perspective on what you're able to achieve and what time period. Before I jump into that, I need a favor from you. I'm going to keep asking until we hit 1,000 people. Join the Life Optimization Group inside of Facebook. Go to the search bar, top of Facebook, type in Life, space, optimization, space, group. Hit enter. You're going to see the logo. It's going to be blue. There's a couple hundred people in there right now. When we get to 1,000 people, I'm going to coach complimentary for 21 days straight. So if you join, there's no upsells, nothing like that. Join, invite your friends. The quicker we get to 1,000, the quicker I give more value. Which is a perfect segue into time. It's really pretty phenomenal with 300 plus reps now how I can tie almost every situation to whatever the hell it is that I want to talk about on the show. Just self-reflection in the moment that I feel compelled to share with you. Because if I don't ask for things during the day, they don't happen. But they don't happen because I myself don't make time for them. Right? Like if literally had to start itemizing my day in my calendar that has blocks of time for the things that I want to do. Because if not, I become a slave to everybody else's schedule. I mean, think about yourself right now. Think of all the ways that you are slaving for other people's agendas, not your own. Now, I know this answer right now might be, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm doing exactly what I need to do for myself. Sure, I bet you are. How often are you responding to text messages in the middle of the day being responsive or reactionary versus proactive? I bet it's more than zero. We're like, well, how would I not do that? I have to respond to text messages. Says who? And for what reason? It's crazy. I remember a day and time where text messages weren't a thing. We had this crazy setup that was called AOL Instant Messenger, or AIM for short. And when you would leave, you'd put an away message up to eventually come back to and hope that someone might have left you a message. We also had answering machines so that when you left the house, no one could call you. Surprisingly, commerce didn't stop. Friendships didn't break down expectations were still met, and life continued forward. See, if you start putting your phone on do not disturb, if you have an iPhone, forgive me for you Android users, you're like a foreign culture to me. I know nothing about you. Never played with an Android phone, don't know how to even turn one on, don't even know many examples of what they are other than the ones that used to catch on fire when they turned on, whatever the the Samsungs. Inside the world of Apple, you go into the settings and there's a place where you literally can swipe on do not disturb. Magically, when you turn that on, your phone doesn't ring. You don't get alerts anymore. Everybody gets sent straight to voicemail. I know inside that's probably causing you anxiety. Like, how can I actually pull that off? Well, you revert back to the episode from yesterday and you don't try to do it. You actually just do it. Record a new voice memo or voice message for your voicemail that says, Your name, 
I respond to calls, text messages, and emails from this time to this time only in an effort to make myself more productive and efficient in my day. Clear expectations. You can also set an automated text response stating the same thing. And I'll even lean into you a little bit harder. If it's not text messages and phone calls you respond to all day long, what about emails? Can you imagine a day in which you only responded to emails from 8 in the morning until 9.30 in the morning, then not again from until 4.30 to 5? Can you imagine how much more productive and efficient your days would be? You probably can't because you're so bound to be a slave to everybody else's needs. Right? Our whole society as a culture, we're becoming yes people because we're so hell-bent on we have to respond right away. We have to serve other people's needs. What happens if we don't do this? What, the, light, the world starts spinning counterclockwise. It doesn't. I promise. I've tested it over the past 30 days. It's not perfect. If you've emailed me during the day and it pops up and I'm in between calls, you might have got a response. Text message you probably haven't, and I know phone calls you haven't. It's because I had to start making time work for me instead of me working for time. You see, if I'm working to solve other people's issues and I'm working against the clock all the time, I'm never going to have enough of it. How many times in the past week, two weeks, month, year have you said, I just don't have enough time for all the things I want to get done in the day? I bet you do. Bet you just don't know how you're utilizing your time. I bet time as a whole actually is on your side if you knew how to maximize your capacity. And think about all the efficiency things we've spoken about on this show. What if you could sleep a little bit less but get higher quality sleep by eliminating lights in your room and wearing blue blocking glasses before bed, taking a little zinc, magnesium, aspartame, melatonin. So you're Sleep was quicker and more restful, so you needed just a little bit less of it. What if you had two windows on each side of the day to answer text messages and phone calls? you imagine how productive your workday would be? It would be incredible. You'd have all types of time. You say, well, Ryan, I don't, you don't have kids. You don't get it. That's true. Ryan, I have a, a bonus daughter. She's not mine. Lindsay does a phenomenal job of running around and picking her up and dropping her off. But even then, her and I went through a a planning schedule to figure out when gym times work best for her. We sat down objectively and said, "Why, why do we have to do things any specific way just because society has shown us that that's the way? Let's challenge the norms and figure out what serves us instead of us serving it. Magically, certain days of the week, she goes to the gym later. She goes while Gianna's at gymnastics. She, she bounces around her schedule because it serves her more. Right? Same thing with things like food prep companies, right? You don't have enough time to eat healthy. Really? Bullshit. I just call straight bullshit. Clean Eats, E-A-T-Z. Know the owners very well. Incredible people. Regretfully, they only deliver from Carolinas to about middle of Texas. They don't have distribution into the far west coast. So if you're listening on that side, look at like Icon Meals or Trifecta. There's a couple different meal prep companies that are really good. There's almost no reason why you shouldn't always have 10 to 15 extra meals in your freezer. For those times you don't want to cook food, where you don't want to meal prep, 
where you don't really feel like eating healthy and you're de- floundering back and forth on whether or not to go eat fast food because it will save you time. A little preparation also saves you time. You just go home and pull me out of your freezer. Like time is something to be maximized. Time is something to start working for you. One of the best exercises that I have ever done or taken my clients through was actually brought to me from Cody Jefferson. You heard on a, hopefully a couple episodes before, me talk about the preacher and the pander, his nice co-hosted coaching-specific basis podcast. Well, he brought to my attention, he has all of his clients when they come on board and go through an exercise I want to share with you. I now have my clients go through and it's been massively impactful. Audit your day. Then after you audit one day, audit three days, and then ultimately audit five. And in 30-minute chunks, look back over your day and be really real with what you've done. Really real. Drink a half a glass of water, use a restroom, looked at porn, ate some Cheetos. Don't care what your thing is. You got to write it down and you got to see it. You got to visually see it. And the first day, I can almost guarantee you're going to be hypervigilant. You're not going to do anything you shouldn't do. But by day five, when you left to your own devices, all hell breaks loose and you're just doing whatever the fuck you want to. It's okay. That's what you should be doing. But when you're forced to lay it all out in front of you in black and white and see it, it becomes painfully clear the areas for opportunity that you have. Then the choice becomes, do you do something about it or do you continue with your old habits that are getting you your old results? The choice becomes yours. When you audit those 30-minute windows, those increments of time, I almost guarantee you you'll see the atrocious amount of time that you spend on social media. Now there's a chance that you found me and my podcast based off of someone sharing it on social media, stumbling upon me on Instagram, or just generally being curious. So I can't bastardize all of social media. What I can say is we use it to sedate and to occupy spaces and time that I truly believe could be used for more productive things. And there's an app or a, a part of our iPhones Yes, sorry again, Android users. I have no idea how your shit works. The part on our iPhones where you can literally see app usage and specifically social media. You can then set up warnings and alerts to stop you at so much usage per day. Once you start becoming hypervigilant and focus on social media and how you're using it and why you're using it, you free up a bunch of time. I guess you're listening. Tell me you aren't guilty for using the restroom Yes, sorry, most likely number two for us guys, and even you girls. And you're sitting there, and you scroll through Facebook. And you scroll through Instagram. And maybe you're someone that only takes two minutes to go number two, or I'll call it drop a deuce, however you want to look at it. Maybe you're someone like me that likes to sit in there for 10 or 15 minutes because it's quiet time. I love you either way. But what would happen if you left your phone outside of the bathroom and you brought in a book with you and you read versus skimmed? Now, magically, the time that you say that you can't find to read appears almost out of thin air. And what if before bed, instead of sedating your mind down by scrolling through Facebook because, well, that's what you do in bed, right? Then you're going to put your phone next to you on the nightstand. What if you turned it off? You threw on the blue blocking glasses and you read that same book yet once again for 15 minutes. 30 minutes a day, I must guarantee you, 
you'd read a book a week. Almost guarantee it. Don't even get me into all the hacking things to actually speed up reading and efficiency of time. That's a whole nother podcast and a whole nother episode. But if you haven't heard of Jim Quick and his Quick Learning Academy, his Quick Reading Group, that took my words per minute I could read from 390 when I started to 820 when I finished. 820 words per minute with recollection. Active memory recall. As you've listened to this podcast and you've heard the mindsets and the, I'll say, undertones of the operational flow increase, it's because I'm reading a hell of a lot more. I'm getting in two or three books a week. Right now, I know there's the other side of this equation. Like, at some point, you got to apply all that knowledge. You can just quit reading now. Bullshit. I love what Jim says. Readers are leaders. I want to. I want this to cut through all the nonsense. I want to take other people's writings and all the studying they've done over all their years, and they put on 220 pages. I want that 220 because I want to skip the 20 years it took them to to learn that. I want it real time. All these different ways are are different ideas to hopefully awaken you to the possibilities of all the areas in which you're leaking time. In which you get home after a long day and say, I don't know where all the time went. I didn't have time to get these things done. Bullshit. You didn't make time. You didn't prioritize. You didn't find it to be valuable enough for you to execute on it. And so whether it's across the gym and saying you don't have enough time to make it there. Or in business where you didn't have enough time to get the task done. Or in a relationship where you didn't have time to date your wife or your husband. All those stories are bullshit. It's time for you to start owning it. It's going to be painful when you have to admit it to yourself. But it's easier from a place of awareness and acceptance to make a change. You can be efficient when you go to the gym. Map out in your mind before you walk on the workout floor exactly what you're going to do. Put on headphones. Don't talk to anybody. Don't scroll through social media. Don't do any of that shit that slows you down. And just work out really hard for 45 minutes. No breaks. Set after set after set after set. Really elevated heart rate. It'll work okay for you. Same thing with the relationship, right? Just stop working. Go home. See your family. Spend time with them. Let them know they're important. Make the time for it on the front part of your week, not on the back part. And inside a business, much the same, right? You can't get the task done because you're answering everybody else's stuff. Simply tell them that's not how you operate anymore and own it. And we start owning times of time owning you. All the days after that, you end up getting shit done.